Thanks for understanding. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to a late edition <laughs> of NPL Legal Dish. Uh, this is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. The reason why I say a late edition is because we're usually on at 8, but uh, I had some sleep difficulties. <laughs> I fell asleep, y'all, so we on late, okay? Um... Yes, <laughs> but this is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you're wondering who I am, who's this lady on the internet or on the podcast or on the YouTube, what's she doing? Uh, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork set up. So things like making sure you have your articles of incorporation with the state, making sure you have uh, EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have contracts um, and for clients and partners. Uh, also, making sure that, you know, helping you with brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas and hiring and trading strategies so people don't sue you for discrimination, okay? So these are all of the things that I help you do for your business. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do these things, I am a licensed attorney. I've been one for 15 years and counting. Ooh, that's, okay. 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you're going to need to know, okay? There's no way around it. So that's why I'm here. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you're looking for some help, you know, you're trying to figure out how to, how, where to find, first of all, the applications, how to fill them out, uh, you know, or you're just like, you know, what are even the steps? You don't even know what the steps are. I want to help you. Okay. So link up with me and let's get you started. The way that you're going to do that is you're going to go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you can book yourself a free 15 minute consultation as well as that's also, um, as well as you can download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also where you can access many of my, uh, video trainings and eBooks like my protect your biz eBook bundle that, uh, is going for twenty nine ninety seven. We are in our intellectual property season. Uh, and last but not least, uh, Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast so that you can catch up at your leisure and where you can get your show merch. If you like t-shirts, if you like mugs, okay, uh, we got, we got you. So go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and go see everything that is happening with your girl. All right. But, uh, oh, and, um, before. Yeah, no, okay, well, I'll do that after. Um, yes, so moving on uh, to the reason why we're here tonight, NPL Legal Dish, just in case you're new, Al, Al 
Ski Mimi, I think you're new. Um, that's a new name that I haven't seen before. So this is how the show works. Um, I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories that you guys send me, uh, and I pull ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners, and we talk about them, okay? So this is a time for you to get involved. Um, don't be shy. Give me your questions. Give me your comments. As long as they're respectful, I'm going to ask you to put stuff in the boxes. So, you know, talk to me, all right? That makes it more fun. Uh, also I have a quick announcement. Um, I will not be on next week. If you remember, I told you guys a while back that I'm going to be taking quarterly breaks from the show. So every season, every, like every 12 weeks or so, I'm going to take a week off. So next week is July 4th week. I'm taking that week off and we'll be back the week after. I will send an email to remind people. Um, but yeah, I'm, next week I'm just taking off. Because I feel like I need to take these weeks off every three months or so just to kind of recharge. All right. Uh, but that is uh, our intro. Let's get to why we're here. All right. Um, all right. First story that we are talking about tonight. If you have heard of Rockefeller Records, Jay-Z, or Damon Dash, please give me a diamond emoji. Throw your diamonds up. Hey, hey. Um, is that, is that how it goes? Is this the rock symbol? If you have heard of Dame Dash, Jay-Z, or Rockefeller Records, give me a diamond emoji. Uh, now, we talked about this story last week. Um, we said that Damon Dash had, thank you, TS, that Damon Dash had been, um, he was trying to sell rights to Jay-Z's a reasonable doubt album on an at an auction and the people at Rockefeller found out and they basically shut it down right so now they're su- blah, 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 suing Damon Dash for uh copyright infringement they're like dude what are you doing you don't even own the rights to this how are you going to sell it right um so Damon Dash apparently he was in some type of deposition uh he was talking to uh, attorneys and as per usual Damon Dash turned up and he was like, look, I own one-third of the rights to Rockefeller. I own one-third of the rights to Reasonable Doubt. I was only trying to sell my portion of the rights to the album and to the company. Um, and on Rockefeller's side, they're like, that is BS. You were on here trying to sell the complete rights of the Reasonable Doubt album online. And you don't own all of the rights. So I want to know from you guys, this is just an opinion poll, right? Because uh, there, there's there's no question that Dame Dash was trying to sell some type of, you know, rights away. Um, but do you think that he was just trying to sell his, uh, his one-third percentage of rights in the Reasonable Doubt album? Or do you think he was trying to fraudulently sell the copyrights to the Reasonable Doubt album. Look, I don't know Damon Dash personally, but the only thing I know about him is what I see, um, you know, in the media. And I don't know. I don't be trusting him, okay? He always seems like he's on some type of scheme. So for me, I think he was trying to sell all the rights. And yeah, and and he's just, you know, he's mad that he got caught and now he's throwing a tantrum. Um, But yeah, so Damon Dash... He is having to, you know, come up, uh, come up in court against his uh, former business partner, um, 
because he is trying to sell intellectual property that he does not have complete and total ownership of. When you, uh, if you do not own the rights to something, you cannot sell access to it, okay? Now, Damon Dash says he was only trying to sell the rights to his portion of things, um, but there's probably some type of agreement as to how that's supposed to go. Anyway, good luck to you, Mr. Dash. So TS, D or Mimi, I'm, I'm not sure which, who, who's, is this Mimi or is this TS? Who's, who's hanging out with me tonight? I think people got mad that I came on late. They ain't trying to talk to me today. Um, yes. So good luck, I guess, Damon Dash. I don't really believe you. I think you were trying to sell the rights to the album. Um, but T.S., let me know what you think. Do you, hi, Shea Heels, do you think that Damon Dash was just trying to sell his rights to, uh, his one-third stake in the copyrights of Reasonable Doubt, or do you think that he was trying to fraudulently, um, sell the entire, you're saying that, you're saying you don't, you don't think he was trying to sell all the rights, just his? Can can you elaborate on that, Tess? Um, hi, Shea Heels. Shea Heels, we are talking about Damon Dash. He got, um, basically got caught by Rockefeller trying to sell the rights to the Reasonable Doubt album, and, um, he's blowing up, saying that he was only trying to sell his one-third stake in the album, um, and it, it just seems to be a, a big mess out here in I don't know, Rockefeller land. Um, Damon Dash is always in some mess. Uh, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he was trying to sell something he didn't have the rights to, but whatever. Okay. All right. Um, moving on to our next story of the evening. We're actually going to have a short show today. I couldn't find the usual number of stories, but you know, we still here. All right. Hold on a second. T.S. Ooh, T.S. gave us a dissertation. T.S. said, Mr. Damon been in business for a long time. So he's aware of the, of the business to us who have what rights and who don't have any rights to his album covers. My opinion is that he was trying to sell a third of his rights. So you don't feel that, um, Damon Dash was trying to sell all of the rights to reasonable doubt. He was just trying to sell his portion. Um, okay, that's cool. I, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily subscribe to that. Either way, he was trying, I, I, I feel like there's probably some type of procedures that have to go along before he can sell the copyrights to such an iconic album, but we will have to wait and see what happens, okay? So, um, good luck to Mr. Dash, Stacey Dash's cousin. All right, Okay. Um, okay. Moving on to our next story of the evening. Um, T.S., I think it's just me and you tonight, and that's cool. You know, one on one. <laughs> um, so as you can see, I entitled, oh, hold on a second. T.S. said, if he, uh, if he sold more than his, than a third of his right, he should have been aware that the other company would be coming out of here for selling any more than a third. Hi, Loon398. 
If he's sold more than a third of his rights, he should have been aware that the other company would be coming out here. Okay, so you're saying that he 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 prob that you don't think he was trying to sell more than his rights because he knew that they were going to come after him. Uh, that's totally possible as well. But I don't know. Dame Dash just be coming off real shifty, so I don't put anything past him. All right. Okay. Uh, moving on to our next story. So we. Uh, as you can see, I entitled this story, I'm not hip and I don't want to be, okay? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we, on this show, hey, 76 Grimke, on this show, we run into, you know, again, it's a pop culture show, so we run into a lot of things, high celebration fans, that are current, right? And as I get older and we talk about more and more of these music artists, I realized that I don't know who these people are and I don't want to know, okay? Today, I had turned my Pandora on and I was listening to some song and, um, you know, I was listening to it and this guy was rapping and I was like, what is he saying? I can't even understand. And I remember when I was young and I would be riding in the car and, you know, I would change the station to something that I want to listen to as a, as a youth. And my parents would be like, what is this? What are these people saying? I can't even understand it. And I have officially reached what are these people saying on this song status, okay? I have entered the auntie stage of my life. I love it. I embrace it. Bring it on, right? So, today, and y'all are right along with me. Because today I posted a picture in my stories of one of these new age rappers, and I asked you guys who it was, and literally nobody could tell me, okay? Um, if you have heard of NLE Choppa, if you have heard of NLE Choppa, <laughs> give me a knife emoji. If you haven't, give me a fork emoji. <laughs> if you have heard of NLE Choppa, <laughs> thank you, 76 Grimke. If you have heard of NLE Choppa, give me a knife emoji. If you have not heard of NLE Choppa, give me a fork emoji. <laughs> who is calling me? I don't know who's trying to call me during the middle of my show. Okay. 76 Grim... Okay, you hipper than me, girl, because I don't know who this gentleman is. Um, 76 Grimke says that she knows who NLE Choppa is. All right? Um, you know more than anybody else who was, it was in the, um, comments because nobody responded. T.S. said, nope, she don't know who NLE Chopper is. Girl, me, you in the same boat. All right. Um, now let's take it back a little bit. So it seems like some of y'all, you know, we in the same age group or whatever. How many of you guys have heard of a rapper by the name of Kilo Ali? Kilo Ali. He is an, an, a rapper out of Atlanta. If you know who Kilo Ali is, give me a peach. Peach for a, a Georgia peach. Okay? Um, now, Kilo Ali, he is a rapper from the... Cypress uh, uh, Scream Grace said nope. He is a rapper from, like, you know, the, the, uh, the nine... What is it? The 90s. What does it say? Hold on a second. Yes. Okay. So, and uh, Kilo Ali 
had an, you know had some success in the 90s. He released an album uh, uh, in 97 uh, that contained a song called Love in Your Mouth. It featured Big Boy. Um, and he got the copyright for that song in 1998, right? Um, now, so Kilo Ali, he's, he's, he has his copyright for his song, Love in Your Mouth. Um, fast forward, NLE Choppa recently released an album called Top Shotta in, uh, God, I feel so lame saying it like that. Uh, it released in, uh, 2019, I believe. Um, and on it, he had a song called, uh, Make Em Say. And Kilo Ali is suing NLE Choppa, saying that he used the vocal chorus from his 97, 90, 1997 hit, Love In Your Mouth, on the song Make Em Say. He's like, he's saying that, you know, it, the, the, um, the chorus, it runs all through the song, uh, and he is not credited on any of it, right? He doesn't have a writing credit, nothing. So, uh, and not, not only that, he's not just saying it sounds the same. He's saying that if you go to YouTube and you look at, you look at the comments under the video for the song, there are a lot of people who comment on the similarity between and Ellie Choppa's uh, Make Em Say and Kilo Ali's Love In Your Mouth. So Kilo Ali, he is suing NLE Choppa for copyright infringement. He wants all the profits. He wants damages. He's saying, run me my coin, Mr. Choppa. You know, respect the, respect the older rapper in the game and, and give me my, um, give me my credit. Now, because of the way that, you know, the music industry works in terms of, you know, you have a lot of people in the pot. It's not, it's, it's very rarely just one person, you know, making the music and mixing and things like that. There is usually a, an entire team of people, right? Um, do you think that there is a possibility that NLE Choppa was maybe given th- this beat or whatever and didn't know that it wasn't cleared? Or do you think that he had an active hand, of th- active hand in this? Now, I have not heard this song, so I don't know either song. So I don't know what the comparison is, but I'm actually going to give you guys a little bit of homework if you want to try it. I want you to listen to NLE Choppa's Make Em Say, and then I want you to listen to Kilo Ali's Love in your mouth, all right? I want you to listen to those two songs, and you can either DM it to me or whatever, email me, however you want to, um, uh, you know, give me some feedback. Let me know what you think about the song sounds, and let me know if they sound the same to you, okay? So that is your your little bit of assignment for this evening, um, I mean, for for this weekend, you know, go go check it out. Um, but yeah, NLE Choppa is being sued for copyright infringement. Now, Kilo Ali, I like this story because Kilo Ali secured his copyrights early. He secured them in 1998. So there is no question about whether, you know, Love in Your Mouth is his song. This is one of the reasons why you want to establish your intellectual property 
early because that takes out any um, doubt that it is not yours. If you have established your intellectual property early in the cycle of you know your work, there it is a it is um it's basically assumed if you ever have to sue that yeah this is yours because they 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 did this early they they're not waiting till just now so um good luck to mr choppa and mr ali uh mr choppa i'm sure you're a talented uh you know uh rapper and poet and artist but uh, childless and just give me my outcast give me give me some jay-z I do. I don't have the bandwidth for new artists. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, before we move on to our final story of the evening, I want to remind you that you guys are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, if you are in the startup phase of your business and you are looking for legal guidance. Um, you know, because you're like, I don't know how to do the articles of incorporation. Hey, how do you, you know, I don't, um, you know, I need to know how to get an EIN number. I need some contracts. How do I protect my logo? Things like that. If you need help with stuff like that, I want to help you. Okay. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book yourself a free 15 minute consultation today. Also at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, make sure that you download the free biz launch cheat sheet okay um and an announcement just letting y'all know i will not be on next week i am taking my quarterly break remember when i went to saint martin for uh the week and i didn't do the show um that really kind of put me in in a space of taking these quarterly breaks of a week off so that i can recharge and do the show um you know, it's, it, it's, it is, while I love doing the show, don't get me wrong, I love y'all, I, it, it makes me laugh, it keeps me entertained, but sometimes you just need a break, okay? Um, and I'm really into self-care, so I am self-caring myself next week. And it's the fourth, so, <laughs> taking the week off, alright? Uh, alright, moving forward to our final story of the evening. Does anybody here like musicals? Anybody watching? Have you ever attended a musical, like in theaters or in a theater? If you have, if you have gone to see a musical, yes, we do all need self care. If you have gone to see a musical ever in the theater, please give me some type of music emoji. It can be a it's music notes. It can be a microphone. Give me some type of musical emoji. T S said yes. Okay. 76 Green Case said yes. Yes, I've seen a few musicals, both in person and, <coughs> excuse me, on the televisions. Um, have you ever heard of the musical called Jersey Boys? Thank you, 76 Green Case. If you have heard of Jersey Boys, just type Jersey in the comments. Just Jersey. Yeah, if you have heard of Jersey Boys, give me, type Jersey in the comments. Now, if you don't know what Jersey Boys is, it's a musical kind of taking you through, um, through, uh, uh, the civil, not really the civil rights movement, but just kind of highlighting the 50s and 60s and things like that. Y'all have heard of it, 
right? And 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 they do reference a lot of historical, um, a, a lot of historical events that take place, right? Uh, and having to do with this group, this this musical group called the Jersey Boys. Well, um, there uh, there there is a lawsuit a brewing. Okay, there is a lady by the name of Donna. Car- Corbello. She is the wife of the ghostwriter of um, to- to- Tommy DeVito's autobiography. So Tommy DeVito was a member of the Jersey Boys. He hired a guy to help him write his autobiography, right? The thing is, the autobiography was never published, right? But, um, Tommy, uh, uh, apparently Tommy had given a copy of the autobiography to some people involved with the musical, right? And, uh, the author, the, the ghost writer, his, uh, I guess he, he, he's deceased because his wife is the one suing at this point. But, uh, Donna, she's like, look, my husband wrote uh, you know, the autobiography of one of the members of this group and the, and the, the musical company basically took my husband's book and plagiarized it and made it into this play. So she went to court and she was, you know, trying to sue the producers of Jersey Boys for copyright infringement saying that they, um, mind you, her husband wrote this book in the eighties. Um, she's saying that the people who, who developed Jersey Boys, ripped off her husband's, uh, her, her, her husband's work and she wants a piece of the pot, right? Uh, now again, girl, I don't even know. I don't even, when did Jersey Boys start? When did Jersey Boys start? I don't know when Jersey Boys first came out. If you can, if somebody can let me know, I do not know why she waited so late. Maybe she waited until after her husband passed. I don't know, because again, she's not the one who wrote the book. Her deceased husband did, right? Um, anyway, so Donna went to court and she was like, Jersey Boys, run me some money because you took my husband's book idea. Um, see, I said mid-80s. Okay, thank you. Um, and the court, what do you think the court said? What do you think the court said? If, if, if you have seen... Jersey Boys, what do you, or even if you haven't, what do you think the court said to Donna Corbello about her, her husband's work and its possible plagiarism? What do you think they said? Now, remember, I told you, Jersey Boys, it takes you through, you know, the, the historical, um, happenings of the time. Uh, 76 Grimkey said, girl, bye. Tia said that it is a part of his estate. Actually, the court sided with the producers of Jersey Boys. What they said was, look, what the things that happen in Jersey Boys, the only things that align with what your husband wrote are things that are historical facts, right? So they're like the things that are, the, the, the issues, the topics that they talk about in the play, these are things that anybody could have found out had they done some research about that period of time. So 
What they're saying is what you're trying to claim ownership of, this is general information. This is not something that is protectable. When you are claiming copyright infringement, it must be for something that you have created from your brain, okay? So if I write a book about, um, I don't know, 18th century Victorian fashion, right? Now, I can copyright my book, but if I'm talking about specific events that are happening during the Victorian period, those are not the parts that are really like the, um, the protectable parts. The parts that are important are my opinions, my viewpoint, things like that. So what they're saying is in Jersey Boys, there's nothing here that shows us your husband's viewpoint, your husband's creativity, your husband's uniqueness. Everything that is in this play is something that I could have done some research on Google or, you know, if we take it in real back, gone and look it up in an encyclopedia. Do they even make encyclopedias anymore? Um, but yeah, so uh, the the court said, Miss, Miss Corbello, you are barking up the wrong tree. Jersey Boys is basically, you know, a walking history book and you can't copyright, uh, you know, history. Okay. Maybe how you tell it, but history itself you can't copyright. So, uh, Miss Corbello, she is not going to be getting any Jersey Boys money. Um, I feel like she waited until after her husband passed, and she was like, you know what, this money ain't really hitting like that, so let me try and see what I can do. Um, but that's my opinion. But, uh, you know, good luck to her. I hope her, her golden years are spectacular. Um, oh, excuse me. Yeah, so this is, uh, those were the stories that I had for you tonight. I know I was on late, and that's my apologies. Again, I fell asleep. The sleep monster got me, but I said I was coming on here to do this. We will not be here next week, okay? I will be sending out emails and things like that, um, and I'll be putting posts up, but we will not be here next week. Um, We'll be here the week after, and we are going to start on our patents um, section of intellectual property. Okay. So, um, so I, you know, I'll still be here. I'll check my stories. I'll be in the stories. Uh, they'll be posting things like that. But in terms of the live show, there will be no live show next week. Thank you. 76 Grimke. You know, you got the week off too, girl. You don't got to worry about the stories. Y'all know 76 Grimke. She's the unofficial writing, um, writing staff for the show. <laughs> All right. So this is where I'm going to leave you. Uh, I want to say good night to my parents and to my sister and all my loved ones who watch. Good night to you guys. Take time. Uh, take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Be careful. Listen, coronavirus is still out here. Vaccinated or not, you need to be careful. Okay. Um, so uh, have a wonderful night. Uh, and I will talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>